0: Today on Inside the Nest, we look at the latest for Kennesaw State men's and women's basketball as the Owls are set to visit the Bluegrass State, taking on Eastern Kentucky and Bellarmine this weekend. Nolan Alexander here with Jordan Griffith. We'll tip it off next on ITN. Jordan, we've had a lot of basketball since our last recording. I mean, a lot of basketball. We've had some heartbreakers, some not-so-fun results. We have a win mixed in there as well for the women against North Alabama on Saturday. Really a mixed bag over the past week.
1: You're absolutely right, Nolan. It was a lot of basketball, and it was a lot of home basketball, something that we haven't really seen a whole lot of. So far this year, everything gets rescheduled. You have to move some things around. You have the single site format, or at least you did last year. And, and you're getting so many home games. It's uh, it's interesting to see because you're kind of seeing these teams come out. And it's kind of a different team every night now because you have three games in one week. Nutrition starts to set in, right? You have so many games. You start to see these players are human. You start to see them from both sides, not only for Kennesaw State, but for these other teams as well. They have to travel on the road when you play so much, when you have to reschedule and get a game in on a Monday that maybe you didn't have to previously, you start to see maybe the legs get a little tired and these, again, these players are human. They're just college athletes, just like everyone else. But uh, yeah, a lot of basketball, Kennesaw state, like you said, a mixed bag, some positives, some negatives, but we'll get into that.
0: So let's start out with the women's team. Heartbreaking game against Jacksonville State last Thursday led until the last couple of minutes and then bounced back with a really good win against North Alabama in dominating fashion on Saturday on alumni alumni night. It's not a lot of progress from the women this week.
1: I couldn't have said any better, really. You go off that Jacksonville State game like you were talking about. You let Amari Martin go off. Everyone has so far this year. She's been absolutely outstanding. Hit a logo three. I mean, no one guards all the way out there. Again, like I said on the broadcast, that's a very small Kennesaw State logo. It's not like you know the Hawks logo where you can shoot it five feet back and it's a three-pointer from the logo, technically. Hitting long threes, Jacksonville State got the ball bouncing their way from beyond the arc. They were starting to hit those late. Like you said, I think Kennesaw State led for over 27 minutes in that game, unable to hold on to that one toward the end. But the positive to that is that you are able to bounce back against UNA in a fashion, Nolan, that I don't think we've really seen too much from this team so far this season. And that is zero droughts. This team was consistent throughout the entire game. And again, that's not something we've seen a whole lot of because these wire to wire victories and it wasn't. I know it technically wasn't wire to wire because UNA had the lead after the first quarter, but we talked about last time the second quarter that they had on the road they against Lipscomb. They were outscored, I believe, by 16 points in that quarter. Don't allow that to happen against UNA, and they continue to feed the bigs. Completely different game plan. Game plan that they've had in this game versus the last ones. Ledger and Pool, they were the keys to this one. They fed them early and often. And Ledger going off. I mean, that is something, Nolan, that I think has been missing so far this year. The minutes have obviously come down for Ledger a little bit. The philosophy of this team has kind of changed. It's kind of gone out of that grit and grind offense that we used that we're used to seeing, but. When you get a player like Gabby Legister to get on the boards and to get on the scoring margins, man, it it is a complete game changer. Going back, I mean, really since she's been here, when Gabby Legister has a good game, Kennesaw State wins. Take that for what you will. When she has a good game, Kennesaw State is able to win. She had a great game against UNA, and man, it paid off.
0: Okay, so what do you define a good game for Gabby Legister
1: as? Gabby needs to get on the offensive boards, and that's something that she does well. And when she gets on the offensive boards, when she's controlling the flow of the paint, I know that kind of sounds a little a little weird, but in these games we see so often the big just take over for another team. Alexis Poole is usually the one to do that, to take it over for Kennesaw State. But when you have Gabby Ledger in there and she's able to clean up some of the missed shots from a a player like Poole or the missed shots from Johnson, she cleans that up and she's going to put it back in. Whether she gets her own board a couple of times afterward, no matter what, Gabby Ledger is able to put it back up. And I would say, you know, six and eight is really all she really needs to have a good game and to have a presence felt. And uh, you get those boards, eight rebounds. I'm telling you, about half of those are going to be offensive rebounds for Gabby Ledger. No one crashes the boards on offense like her. And this kind of, go again, goes back to last year. This is one of the best rebounding teams in the entire nation. I mean, they were plus four in the rebounding margin. Again, this year, it hasn't been the same. I attribute that, once again, to kind of a, a style, a philosophy change. I, I mean, I'll State has shot more threes, Nolan, this year. Actually shattered the three, the three mark that they've had from the previous year. So they're shooting threes at an all-time clip. Right now, and again, going toward going away from that grit and grind sort of offense. But when Gabby Legister is able to chip in with this new style of offense, man, that changes a whole lot. Because, you know, Alexis Poole is going to go get hers. You know, Amai Johnson's is going to go get hers. They're going to shoot the ball from the perimeter. And if and if Gabby Legister can get some offensive boards, steal some points, you steal six points off of four offensive, offensive rebounds. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but that can really change a game.
0: And the other post player, Alexis Poole, is in striking distance here this weekend on the road of becoming the all-time leading scorer at KSU.
1: Talk about a hard worker. Uh, We we talked to her last week, and and, uh, a soft-spoken girl to play such an aggressive way. I mean, I talked about what kind of emotions does she feel out there on the court, and she's like, uh, you know, anger. (laughs) And she plays that way. She plays with this healthy anger as well. The ability to put the ball into the post and have a confidence that no matter what move that she makes, I'm okay with that shot it is unparalleled in, in the college basketball world. When you can give it down to the post and she can kind of shimmy her way, take a fadeaway hook shot that thousands and thousands and thousands of other players you would say, no, pull your hair out, that's a bad shot. Alexis Poole, you're not doing that because you are comfortable. You're OK with her taking just about any shot that she gets within 15 feet, even the face up game as well. And, and man, she's worked so hard, opted out last year, came back and, and she's come back with a vengeance. This is this is the same player that we saw last time, maybe even better. And again, on the art of the charge, I think she had one or two against UNA as well. It, it, it's just it's good to see the hard work come to fruition and she's getting pretty close to taking a record for the owls.
0: Jordan Griffith here with Nolan Alexander on inside the nest discussing Kennesaw state women's basketball before turning to the men here, the women play the same teams on the road this weekend, Eastern Kentucky and Bellarmine. How do those opponents shape up for the owls?
1: First looking at, at Eastern Kentucky, this is another one of those. And we kind of saw this last, last night with the men's is Terrence was saying, shut down the one star. And that was Darius McGee. Obviously that game turned out a little bit differently. This is kind of the case with Eastern Kentucky. You have a player named Jayla Johnson, one of the best offensive players in the entire Ace Sun, 14 points per game. But if you can hold her down, you're gonna be able to have a pretty decent game on offense because this team Kind of relies on Jayla Johnson. She had. They have another ten point scorer on the team, but outside of that, the offense gets pretty sparse. And so far this year, we've seen Kennesaw State not really been able to hold some of these star players. Amari Martin, like we talked about against JSU, we said we saw uh, Stracken had 16 against for U N A, but I think they did an okay job on her from hitting the three ball. But you got to shut down this one star. If you can do that, everything else is going to be able to open up. Also, something that they need to do, they need to turn the get the ball turned over. They need to take the ball away from EKU. They turn the ball over over almost twenty times a game. EKU does. So Breland Snipes, Amani Johnson, Amani Johnson had five steals against UNA. They're going to need to get into those passing lanes early. Shut down Jayla Johnson. I think they're going to be able to make this a a very competitive game on the road and for bellarmine i'm not going to sugarcoat it bellarmine is not very good this year they don't have a single conference win so far you're going to have to take advantage of that you got to go into bellarmine it's going to be yes a back-to-back road game you're not traveling too far from eku to bellarmine but again it is a second consecutive road game you got to go in there and you got to kick them while they're down bellarmine struggling this year kennesaw state if you want to start to rack up these conference wins you got to get two roads, two two wins on the road. That that's going to change the entire outlook of the entire season if they're able to win against EKU and
0: Bellarmine. Jordan, let's transition now to the men's side. And for Kennesaw State, I don't want to say a, a Jekyll and Hyde week, but. There's a distinct turning point in my mind as to the fortunes of this team. Started out with a really good win against Jacksonville, just an all-around team effort on Monday. We discussed that on last week's episode. And then Jacksonville State, a lot of prep for that one. Undefeated team coming in, a lot of hype. We had a great crowd. Blooper was here. Fantastic atmosphere. Give yourself a pat on the back, Al Nation, for that one. Uh, that ballgame, Kennesaw State went up by three with 4-3 to go, 63 to sixty on a jameer moultrie three jacksonville state came right back as the gamecocks did the entire time every time kennesaw state wanted to get on a run jalen finch scored at the 340 mark on a two and then darion adams had one of his seven threes at the 310 mark 65 63 and that was it kennesaw state had a free throw by damon robinson at the 204 mark and jacksonville state came away with a win and I felt like for for Kennesaw State, there's so much energy and effort that just exuded out in that game, kind of caught up with the Owls in the North Alabama game. And then Kennesaw State had a tough assignment. against the Liberty on Monday night. You know, I'm not sure how different the games play out this past weekend had Kennesaw State won that Jacksonville State game. But I feel like that was kind of the turning point for KSU this past week. What'd you make out of that?
1: Uh, again, I, I 1,000% agree. That's a, exactly what I was thinking because after that Jacksonville State game, and, and listen, I, I'm not one to make excuses for these guys. I, I know the, the staff wouldn't, but after you lose a game like Jacksonville State, they were number one in their respective division in the A-Sun. You gave them everything you could have. Everything you could have. There is Again, these guys are human. There is that energy dump. There is that, okay, well now we got... Two more games, you know, just in a few days against very good teams. UNA, once again, I pledge the best one in six team I've ever seen in my entire life. And obviously, Liberty is Liberty. There is just this energy dump. The the legs weren't really there for the last two games. The JSU game really did take out a lot. And that's something that it's tough to really fix. It's tough to turn that around and say, okay, this is what we need to fix. This is the problem because, again, these guys are human. It's hard to bounce back after such a disappointing loss. And, again, it's not like they played poorly. JSU was just that good, and Kennesaw State came up just short. And I think if they played ten times, it would probably be five and five right now if Kennesaw State plays like that. And the UNA game was a tough one as well because UNA – I also pledge, I don't think that they were going to lose that game at all. UNA needed that game to keep their season alive. If they were to go down to 1-7 and in the conference, I mean, that was going to be a a real downfall for them. So they needed that game. They had a lot of contested shots that they hit, and that's another deflating factor for Kennesaw State. When you play good defense, and I thought they did for a majority of that game, you play good defense and they're still hitting their shots. You have a guy like Jamari Blackman, Daniel Ortiz, Uh, They had Sosie, who was hitting some good ones, too. I mean, you just throw your hands up, and you say, man, what else can we do? And that's exactly what happened with Kennesaw State. We've seen the good stretches throughout the year. Early on, obviously, coming out 3-0. And now we've seen kind of the, I don't want to say the bad stretches, but the tired stretches. And that's really what they've been. More dribbling in the offense, not as much off-ball movement in the past few games. And, again, because – They don't really have that energy yet. They need a reset. I don't know what that's going to be, whether that's a practice, whether that's a day off. But they need to move a little bit better, I think, off the ball. Taking contested shots isn't going to work. You know, They can turn this around.
0: They just need that reset like Coach Amir Abdurrahim talked about. And one stat line that kind of stood out to me from the last two games for the men's side is three-point shooting. Uh, Hadn't been as hot for Kennesaw State in the Liberty game. The Owls had some looks in that game. Three-point shot just didn't fall. Maybe that's a byproduct of the Owls playing their fourth game in seven, eight days, and uh, eight over 16 or 17 days as well. So Kennesaw State will try as you said, to reset it on the road this week against Eastern Kentucky and Bellarmine. A bright spot that we noted in the broadcast Monday night, You know, maybe the Liberty game is when Spencer Rogers returned to his form. Hit the three-pointer, had double figures for Kennesaw State. Coming off the bench, that was different for him. So maybe that's the game he gets his confidence going. The Owls will need it on the road against Bellarmine in Eastern Kentucky, which are different in their own rights. Bellarmine steps in, shooting 48% as a team. We know Bellarmine from last year, a team that uh, touches the ball, Four different players every possession, I believe. I think the minimum, four different players have to touch the basketball before somebody can take a shot. So they're going to pass the rock around. They're averaging 70.5 points per game. Eastern Kentucky got a lot of love in the A-Sun preseason rankings, I think, picked second behind Liberty. They're a volume-shooting team, lead the A-Sun with over 1,500 shots this year. They're scoring 81 points, but shooting it at a little less of a percentage at 43% on the season. Two tough assignments for Kennesaw State. You know, on paper, you say, okay, Eastern Kentucky should be a more winnable game compared to Bellarmine. I like the Al's odds. If we see the Kennesaw State team that comes back with a little bit more juice, ball movement, play how they did at the end of the Liberty game, as opposed to maybe the end of the first half. Again, I like KSU shots against a couple of tough opponents this week.
1: And listen, I like KSU against anybody if they play their brand and. We haven't seen that the past couple of games. I I think we will see that on the road. Once again, whatever it is, that reset, they got to hit it. If it's a a day off, whether it's one practice, whether it's one shot in one of these games, the Eastern Kentucky game, and you talked about Eastern Kentucky, they're going to have a chance to get back on the board with the threes because EKU is going to shoot the threes. EKU shot almost 750 threes, and maybe that doesn't mean anything to people out there. That's almost 50%. Of their just of their just normal shots,
0: almost. Darius half their McGee shot like seven hundred, and then EKU seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, right. Darius McGee with I mean a, a
1: insane statistical season, and I think that guy's gonna get some pretty good recognitions at the end of the year. Uh, Darius McGee is an absolute free, but EKU shooting s- almost fifty percent of their shots are three pointers. That means they play fast, and that means that they're gonna run up and down, and they want to get the ball out of their hands. And up toward the rim as quickly as possible. Kennesaw State, I'm not sure what the game plan would go being coming into that game, because I think that they can really do both of those things pretty well. But kind of going back to Spencer Rogers, something kind of letting back in behind the curtain, these Owl fans, something that uh, our our director, Sandra Sullivan, pointed out. Spencer Rogers against Liberty that entire day was out there shooting shots. He had two points the previous game against UNA. The entire day, he's out there taking jumpers in practice, shooting around with a coach. He's committed to turning this thing around. Had a good performance against Liberty. Again, this Liberty game, you can kind of just throw out. Liberty is Liberty for a reason. Now you go on the road against Eastern Kentucky. You got to stop the three ball, but you have to start hitting the three ball like you said, Nolan. The legs got to be there because if your legs aren't there, you're not going to want to run up and down. You're going to want to slow it down. And you're not going to hit the long ball either. So you got to get the legs back, get the energy back, and get that win against EKU because if Kennesaw State wants to establish themselves as that consistent team that we've talked about, that Coach Amir Abdurrahim has talked about, you have to win the the middle-of-the-road A-Sun games. You can lose to the liberties, understandably, right now, but you got to start winning some of these consistently against EKU and UNAs. Uh, I know certain circumstances kind of prevent that or, or hinder that a little bit. If they can get a win against EKU, that sets up a very, very interesting game against Bellarmine. Bellarmine, to me, I think is the most fascinating team. They might not be the best team in the A-Sun. Like you said, I think the most fascinating team because of the way that they play. This is 100% Hoosier basketball just the way that they move the ball such a well-oiled machine and i was stunned stunned that they were able to win their division in the A Sun last year from coming from division 2 that's almost unheard of and i know this isn't exactly ACC basketball they're not playing duke every night and they did play duke last year actually but it doesn't matter d2 going to d2 to d1 that's a huge jump and for them to be able to do that shows that They're no joke, and they're going to stick around for a while. If Kennesaw State can beat EKU, yes, EKU, then go play Bellarmine,
0: man, that's going to be one of the better games this year. We'll keep our eyes peeled to ESPN Plus to keep up with Kennesaw State men's and women's basketball against Eastern Kentucky and Bellarmine this weekend. We'll step aside for a short break, come back with our Al student-athlete spotlight, and then our scoreboard section to wrap this one up here on Inside the Nest.
2: Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn and counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Hey, the Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. At
0: Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. And we're joined here by Isaiah Reddish of the Kennesaw State men's basketball team on Inside the Nest. Isaiah, first and foremost, this is the first time we get to sit down and, and really talk to you in your first year with Kennesaw State. We've discussed it before. You transferred from Barton College. You starred there for four years. Take us back. Why Kennesaw State?
2: Uh, why Kennesaw State? I just, when I, immediately when I hit the portal, uh, Coach Amir was one of the first few coaches that contacted me, but what what stood out was that he was the only head coach that contacted me, so that relationship was big, and it wasn't an assistant that reached out to me.
0: Did you know much about Kennesaw State prior to him reaching out?
2: So, actually, what's interesting is that I do have three cousins that go here that are first cousins, and Two of them are twins, and they they are on the track team. So I did know a little bit about it, but um, that was kind of another decision and uh, another factor that uh, is why I came here.
0: So what did they have <laughs> to say about KSU?
2: So their name is Nicole and Makai Williams, um, and they told me that the athletes get taken uh, good care of here, that the school is nice, the campus is nice, and – I haven't really been around Georgia that much, even though they are from here, so I didn't know much about Atlanta, um, and the city, you know, the city is self-explanatory. but it was they told me all those things, and that when I came down here, uh they were true.
0: So, Coy and Makai are absolute studs for the cross-country <laughs> and track-and-field programs. For Who sure. would do better, you trying to run track-and-field or cross-country or them trying to play basketball?
2: Definitely me trying to run cross-country or, or track-and-field, for sure. <laughs> Did you do that at all in high school? Uh, well, actually, I tried to do it, and it's actually pretty funny because – I went out there thinking like it was pretty easy. And then uh, I got, re- I got humble real fast. Uh, it was, I think we, it's called an 800 when you do one lap. And I thought I was good, you know, the first few hundred meters. And then once it was getting towards the end, the track people that were already there, they started leaving me, like just dusting me. So after that, <laughs> I was just like, this isn't for me. I'm gonna just leave the run in the court with car.
0: You're used to running the court back and forth, not doing it 10 straight times.
2: Exactly. (laughs) It's different.
0: Well, Isaiah, it's been fun watching you play in your first year at Kennesaw State. And you're someone who battled a little bit of an injury starting out, and then you started to find your rhythm and your role on the team. What was the acclimation process like for you this year?
2: Um, it was tough. And I think something that helped me was that I got here in June, and I got here early in the summer. And, uh, I had some troubles coming, you know, coming from D two up to D one. Uh, the playing style is a bit different; uh, it's just a lot faster, and more physical. And I just feel like my teammates and my coaches—they they helped me adjust to that uh, pretty pretty well.
0: Which one of your teammates played a big part in that adjustment?
2: Um, I would say Chris Youngblood. He helped me out a lot. Um, I would say Boog. Was Alex Peterson. He, he also helped me out a lot. And um, I would say Terrell Burton also.
0: Who is Isaiah Reddish off the basketball floor? What does he do for fun? What are some of his hobbies? What is his
2: interests? Okay, well, some of my hobbies, which is kind of hard for me to do here because I don't know uh, where any lakes are. I, lo- I love fishing. Um, I love to play video games. Uh, Fortnite, to be specific. Um, I'm just a real laid-back person. Um, I just feel like I'm a high character guy. I, uh, I love to just do the right things, and a big thing for me is just have respect for people.
0: Are you the best Fortnite player on the squad? For sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we It's crazy because we actually play like some of my teammates. We play together, and, uh, you know, Cole Rube. See why, which is Chris. Uh, we play Jamir Moshi too. We all play, and uh, I'm usually the one, I just carrying everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that like a, a teammate bonding thing on the road too?
2: On a road, it's kind of tough to play on a road. So because we we're not able to really bring our uh, game systems. Okay, but we do. You know, we might go get. Me and CY, because we both got Sweet Tooth. We might go get like a cookie or something. Like, if we're at a hotel, we might go, go downstairs and get a cookie, or as a group, we might just go like walk around a bit. Um, just like do little things. So,
0: Sweet Tooth, I take it maybe you were a big Halloween fan as a kid?
2: <laughs> um, I would say as far as like dressing up, but as far as like going to people's houses and saying trick or treat and getting the candy for it, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Well, you went to Barton College in North Carolina. You got a hometown up there as well. You know, North Carolina is known as a basketball state, right? Because of the, the great history with Michael Jordan and UNC and Duke and NC State and Wake, they've got their own basketball history, too. Uh, wh- how early did you fall in love with a sport? Was basketball a big thing to you growing up in North Carolina?
2: Um, yeah, basketball was definitely a big thing for me growing up in North Carolina, uh, I think. Something that stood out to me was my uncle. He was a high school basketball coach, and I used to go to the gym with him, and I used to watch him uh, coach his team, and I used to just be around it. Um, and also, I, since the early early age, I was just, it always interests interest me. So I feel like probably since I can remember, I've had a basketball in my hand other besides middle school when i started playing other sports like soccer and baseball um, but other than that it's always been basketball
0: so you you talked about having respect for people and and you said your uncle was a high school basketball coach how did did that play a part in 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 your respect for coaching and your elders and, and seeing how he operated
2: Definitely. Um, one thing he always told me was just to humble yourself or the game will humble you. And that, that has always stood with me. And uh, I, some people will say I'm too humble. Uh, but humility is just a big thing for me and it's very important in my life and how I go day to day.
0: Well, Isaiah, last question here, since you're a North Carolina guy, there, there's a great debate <laughs> out there, right? Uh, Eastern North Carolina or Western North Carolina
2: barbecue? Well, actually, that question, I can't answer because I don't eat pork. So, <laughs> Wow,
0: you're going to have to sit that one out. Okay.
2: I know. I thought you were going to ask me the Carolina Duke question. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask that. Your hometown's Durham, but that necessarily doesn't mean that you're a Duke fan.
2: No. Well, so my, my oldest sister, she actually attended UNC. But like you said, I'm from Durham, so it's kinda it's kinda hard, but you can't be both sides. So I would have to say that I'm gonna have to go with uh I'm gonna have to go with, Carolina. I'm gonna okay. go with Carolina.
0: Support support in the blood. I like it. Carolina fan does not have a side on the North Carolina barbecue debate. So we'll, uh, we may have to revisit that in the future, get some of your family members and, and see what they think. Does anyone else eat pork in your family? Uh, yes.
2: I okay. think everybody does except me.
0: Okay. We'll have to touch base with them. Isaiah, thanks for joining us here on Inside the Nest. It was a pleasure and best of luck this week on the road against Eastern Kentucky and Bellerman.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We know you're concerned for your health, but rest assured, we are here for you. Our hospitals, health parks, and offices are open
0: and taking every safety precaution so you can get the care you need. Wellstar, more than health care, people care. I'm aiming for Isaiah Reddish, but I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be Reddish, so I'm kind of like... You know, having to play it off a little bit here. Yeah, very good. So good. All right, let's wrap up this edition of Inside the Nest, just Jordan and me. So I, I have a chance here to to get a point, steal a point on Mateen, and take the lead, or I can just choke this opportunity away. But uh, but first, as always, do you have a good would you rather for us? I, I
1: do, but. I think this is a perfect example of you can steal some points here. I mean, you're the only eligible, yeah. eligible person here. If you can get this one that could change the, the entire, the entire landscape of the semester. I mean, that's, that's a big
0: deal. So let's, let's add this little caveat in. Okay. Cause I yeah. don't, I don't know if we ever played with this in football season because I think somebody always got it right because some, there'd always be somebody to say, all right, I'll go against the grain and pick something else. If the people guessing, nobody gets the right answer, the person asked the question gets a point. Ooh. So I'll give you a chance to get on the scoreboard here if I get this wrong. Wow. Okay. And you know
1: what? I, I will accept the terms of this uh, because I could benefit. In, uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. Uh, now, if my team were here, I'd be like, ah, you know, okay, sure. That, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good idea because – yeah, you could fall behind if you, if you continue to ask the question. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, and I, so now I'm thinking, I'm like, how many times when we've asked a question, somebody's just said, well, you know what? I'm going to be the person that I'm going to choose because they said this. I'm doing, I'm doing the other answer. Maybe that's not the case anymore.
1: Which is, I mean, almost always me.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, well, you know, I might as well make this interesting. Let's go against the grain. And I was wrong sometimes. but All right. Would you rather... Nolan, would you rather oversleep every day for a week or not get any sleep at all for four straight days?
0: Oversleep because I'm having, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm hopefully having a kid this summer. That's public news, by the way. Yeah. And I would not be sleeping for four straight days, so give me that sleep right now. I, I need to store it up if I
1: can. Also, want to offer a a public congratulations to you, Nolan. Uh, That's awesome news. Thanks, JG. Appreciate it, man. Well, I wish Mateen was here to celebrate. We'd be popping, you know, hard cider on on inside the nest. You know, (laughs) nothing too extreme, right? But yeah, ah, man. Oversleeping would be good for you. I don't know. I don't know how healthy it would be to not sleep at all for four days. Like, I think that I think that's getting on the border of like
0: that's bad. Yeah, That's like that. Well, did, yeah. Didn't like, Netflix or Hulu come out with their version of Bird Box where people couldn't sleep and that people went crazy after a few days? I have not seen that. Yeah, I didn't watch the movie, but I remember seeing the trailer. I think it was Netflix, but they had a movie. People couldn't sleep, but then one, of course, prodigal child had the ability to sleep and they could process things, but then people just kind of lost their minds because their brains couldn't function anymore correctly.
1: The, oh, yes, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I don't know the name of it, where no one else could sleep. Yeah, and then there's that one kid that can, and everyone's like really mad, obviously, about that. Gosh, I can't. Man, I can't remember the name of it, though. But, yeah, I I think I have to go with oversleep. Now, listen, people are going to... It's going to ruin our reputation of, I mean, obviously, at work, uh, of oversleep, and people are going to be like, man, for an entire week, you're going to be unreliable for a while. But four days of no sleep that's dangerous I just don't think I could do that oh yeah without a doubt all right I have in my mind I think I have a pretty good factor fiction this week and I think I'm I think I'm gonna get a point I think I'm gonna get a point not
0: about space not about golfing right Okay, now ooh, <laughs> this is crazy. One of them is about space. <laughs> oh, God, no, no, <laughs> but no, that's, that's
1: banded basketball season, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's Barkley, that, that's Barkley Miller. This is this is a, a different beast you're talking to here. <laughs> All right, well, now, yeah, I, I didn't even think about the space thing. Okay, fact or fiction, the first one, Credence Clearwater Revival, otherwise known as CCR has the most number two billboard hits without ever going to number one, or that multiple former astronauts have proclaimed that post-spacewalk that space
0: smells like, quote, burnt bacon. The suspicion is always the best part. Yeah, just so everyone knows, my microphone's not muted. I'm just playing. So I really wanted to make this tough because I didn't look at your face as you read these off. Sometimes I try to get a hint by looking at someone's face. I don't know if it ever works, but I didn't look. But here's what I'm thinking. I haven't heard of any of these ever in my life. Like, I feel like the CCR stuff, you would hear about that, right? Like, people would say they're the perpetual runner-up band okay and then with the space stuff i've never heard of that either i'm thinking how can they smell space they've got their helmets on they've got their suits how do they smell space so and what would what in space would give it the smell of burnt bacon pigs flying up there now they're being cooked (laughs) The aliens having, having a big breakfast hey. and eggs? Are we, are we establishing a Waffle House on the moon? It, we don't know what goes on out there. Have you ever been to space? I've never been to space.
1: Could, repeat the CCR one again. Okay. Credence Clearwater Revival
0: has the most number two billboard hits without ever hitting number one. You're giving this one a lot of thought, which tells me, regardless, I'm going
1: to be happy because this is a tough one. Yeah. I, I feel like this is something Mateen would know, though. I feel like Mateen knows one of these just because that's just who
0: he is. Yeah, I'm going to say number one's true, and number two is false. And you've just done some shenanigans. It smells like, you know, burnt pizza or potato and not bacon. <laughs> Man, I really
1: need to change up my game because that's almost exactly what I did. (laughs) You got it right? Yes. I will get – oh, man. Okay. I don't know if I'm authorized to do this, but I think I could give one extra point, which is a big deal, a big deal. If you can name three of the five songs that went to number two for CCR.
0: And now I have to know what all their songs in, because.
1: Also, by the way, space. Uh, they say it actually sp- smells like hot metal or seared steak. Is what is what it said. Of course, I changed. I mean, I,
0: I get hot metal. Like there's some asteroids spinning around there. Seared steak. Uh, I guess we got cows up there too. All yeah, the well, for, for me, the moon. For me, I'm thinking. Well, seared steak is
1: not too far from burnt bacon. But obviously, it was enough for you to, to, to sniff that one out.
0: Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I like what you did there. Okay. Uh, for, fortunate Son. They they sing that?
1: They do, but it's not one of them.
0: Hmm. Around the Bend? Nope. <laughs> these are like the only songs I know. <laughs> well, I'll figure and get
1: these points, Nolan. <laughs> uh... I will, I will tell you, as a mild CCR fan, I've never heard of any of these songs. Oh, well, I'm not going to get them then. What, what are they? Okay. Proud Mary. Mm. Bad Moon Rising.
0: I know that song. I know Green Proud Mary March. too.
1: Traveling Band. And Looking Out My Back Door. And I was stunned to see that Have You Ever Seen The Rain was not one of those. And fortunate son as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get the extra point, but I'll take my one point and keep you scoreless, JG. <laughs> you know what? It's, I mean,
1: it's not like I expected one coming into today. I mean, we made up a new rule to benefit me and I still couldn't, still couldn't <laughs> get it. So I'm okay. It's like I didn't lose anything today.
0: Well, your Chiefs lost. You didn't get a point today. 2022 <laughs> is not the year of the JG. Wow. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. I flaunt. I flaunted. I can.
1: I can take it when we lose. That's okay.
0: No, I'll. I'll real quick, before we sign off, I'll, I'll give JG credit. He showed up to the game Monday with his chief stuff on. He's recording right now with his chief stuff on. He's a fan. He's not hiding from the fact. He is a fan. Props to you, my man. I appreciate it. Great job here on Inside the Nest. Great information here for KSU Owl Nation. Be sure to keep with the team on the road this week on ESPN plus KSU at KSU WBB at KSU MBB. For Jordan Griffith, I'm Nolan Alexander. Until next time, hooty hoo. Hooty hoo.